Welcome to another episode of the Bears Review. I am your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Go Bears! That was a big win. We just swept the Vikings. Oh, Mr. Kitzel! (laughs) That was a great win. That was huge. We swept the Vikings. Unlike last week where we had nothing to talk about, we have a ton of things to talk about Oh my goodness, what a game. Um, How refreshing is it to see a coach just... Say, you know what? We could rest our guys because most likely we well, let's first off, let's start off by saying the 49ers lost. We did not get the second round by, but it's okay. We won the game. We did everything we could do. Now, back to what I was gonna say. Isn't it refreshing to see a coach just say, you know what? I'm putting my starters out there. We're gonna beat these guys because they're rivals. We went for it. And it was more than refreshing. It was like finding an oasis in a desert. Now, we did need a little help, and we got a little help from the Philadelphia Eagles. They won, so they will be coming to Chicago. We will get into that later, but by them winning, I bring up is that's how we knocked the Vikings off. Because if the Eagles would have won, and the Minnesota won, or if both teams, Minnesota and the Eagles, would have lost, we would have been playing Minnesota anyway. I'd like to make a shout-out to the schoolboys. Go home. Stay home. <laughs> Keep clapping. Maybe you'll get some offensive linemen. I, I, I do want to – I normally don't do this, and I'm not a giant – I'm not a Kirk Cousins bandwagon fan, but we're, we're going to talk about, you know, the announcers, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, who – I'm a little, we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand, like, everyone's given Kirk Cousins grief. At the end of the game, Dad, our second string was dominating their offensive line. Listen, the first string. They never pulled their first string. We did, and we were kicking ass. Listen, we have some kids in Decatur football that could be a better offensive line than they have. <laughs> this is true. I mean, they might or be just as good, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's a close. It's yeah, close. Yeah, it's very close. So, you know, with that being said and everything, let's talk about um, what did I say I was going to get back to? I already lost my train. I'm just I, I, I'm, I'm in well, a state well, of just, ecstasy right now. We, I, I'm listen, all over the place. We, we, we are so excited. We just finished 12 and four. Tyler, in your lifetime, in your lifetime, we haven't finished 12 and four. But how good does it feel to be so wrong? <laughs> Oh, because we were so wrong on our predictions Uh, earlier in the year. If you listen to our show, I basically said, you know, we're going to have a good year if we're nine wins and seven losses. And I predicted we went 10 and six. We're 12 and four and we're rolling in to the playoffs. Home field, soldier field. Ooh, Mr. Kitzel. Let's talk. We are going. We are going. Let's talk about the keys. To the game, uh, let's just start. Listen, let, let's start where we've been just good all year. And you can't say enough about this defense. And, you know, Khalil had a quiet game. He was effective. Yes. But what people don't see that's not a stat is the Vikings were chipping him and double-teeing him. But, man, it left Akeem Hicks. You, you can't do this to the Bears because it leaves Akeem Hicks open. He's getting one-on-one. Eddie Goldman not getting nearly enough credit, playing outstanding beside oh Hicks. Oh, my goodness. And I want to tell you, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Floyd, who did an outstanding job with the run defense. I mean, just kept people turned in constantly uh, throughout the game. I mean, our defensive line, oh, they were awesome. We held the Vikings. All right, listen to this. We held the Vikings to... A hundred and a hundred. Uh, we held Kirk Cousins to 132 passing yards, one TD. We held them the first game. We held them to 48 yards rushing. Today, in their own t- stadium, we held them to 63. That, that speaks volumes. That is called dominant. 
let, you know, let's let's talk about this though. We rested some people that probably could have played. I don't know the state of Eddie Jackson, but I feel like with him in the ankle, he might have been able to play, but because of the ankle, they they took it easy. I, I'm I'm good. I want him to play next week. I I want Eddie Jackson to play, and, then, and I think resting him was a a very very good and wise decision. And Callahan also. Yes, I agree. I agree with that too. Listen, if Nagy is not coach of the year, who should be? I don't know. I can't name one. Seriously, no one with, ha- no with, one has his record as a first year head coach this year anyway. No, no. He, hey, I'll tell you who it won't be. Won't be uh, Matt Patricia. No, no, he will not be. Todd Bowles will not be up for coach of the year either. No, um, I really don't know. Oh, Mike McCarthy. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Slow no. the boat. Head coach on the couch of the year, maybe. Yeah, I think coach he, on the couch. Yeah, I like that. Coach on the couch. Coach of the couch. He he. Aaron Rodgers presents it to him. Yeah, I think so. He presents it to him a little wobbly with a concussion after today. Or wait, hold on. The, I'm sorry. This is we are getting ridiculous here. Phil, Phil, uh, no, what's his name? Um, who's the interim head coach? For the oh, Packers, Phil. what who you where are you going with? Oh, Philbin, Philbin, yeah, Phil, yeah, Philbin. yeah. It's not Phil Philbin, but Phil Philbin would be a nice name. That would, but be. Philbin, maybe he should get it. Oh wait, he just got shut out at Lambeau, thirty to nothing. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, so I guess it has to go to Nagy after it's all said and done. I think Nagy is our first place winner. <laughs> How crazy is it that we have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> I wait a second. Mm, I love it. I know. I love it too. Let's let let's talk more about the game. It's it's hard. I'm gonna be honest. It's easy to talk about the game, but it, there's so much going on the outside and coming off a win like that. You you can't help but get a well, little sidetracked. So we're gonna try to steer back yeah. on course, but absolutely, we're probably should, gonna take a hard left eventually. Should, as usual, should should we begin with our D? We we already started, so we already were talking about the D. So. I know, but let's let's continue with the D because so we rested the players we rested, yeah, and then we talked about the defensive line. I think Kyle Fuller played amazing. They didn't oh. even throw. They didn't even throw. No, they threw two balls to his side. Immediately, one got batted down. The other one didn't, and it was just like wow. And by the way, the one that didn't, Kyle Fuller made a mess of him. Yeah. Our defense played outstanding. Our linebackers came to play. Um, Danny Trevathan is on the team, and he's not doing bad. But, man, is he in Roquan Smith's shadow. Oh, my goodness. This rookie is something else. I want to tell you something about Danny Trevathan that didn't really get covered with the national um, game. Uh, Here's the deal. Danny Trevathan played an outstanding game against the Vikings. He was in that cover two, and he was constantly shutting down people coming out of the backfield, which left Roquan Smith to go all over the field. That's a good point. Also, uh, Floyd, as you brought up earlier, led the team with eight tackles, three solo. And then right behind him was Roquan with six tackles, four solos. Listen, The Georgia boys are coming to play. They are coming to play. Here's the thing. With those six tackles, I would be wondering how close Roquan Smith was to Brian Urlacher's single-season tackling record. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look it up and see. We'll I, I think it's got to be do this. It's got to be close. It, it should be. I mean, he played phenomenal. Uh, did anyone else stand out to you? Or? Well, yeah, I I thought Floyd had a fantastic game. Listen, the number of times Floyd got to the edge, and made those running plays turn inside made a ton of difference in that game. He was a, an outstanding difference maker, and his name didn't get called much. But if you were watching the game and you were careful to observe what was going on, Floyd constantly turned that ball in, played his game, did his job, and helped the Bears win. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Roquan had 122 tackles this year, rookie year. 
And if I believe, I, I think I'm awful close. I thought Erlacher had like 118 his rookie year. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to keep <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep looking at. All right. This. You you look but that I, up. But I I think I'm awful close to that. His rookie year, you're saying? Yeah, his rookie year. Look at the number of tackles that Erlacher had in his rookie year. I think Roquan is awfully close to where Brian Erlacher is. I could be wrong, and I may be wrong, and that's okay, but I think they are awfully, awfully close. As my son Googles this, we'll now play the elevator music. <laughs> no, I, I can't find it, but... We'll we'll move on. It's somewhere. I just for some reason they have his stats blocked out at the beginning of his rookie year, but they kept his eight sacks. He did have eight sacks his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty awesome. But uh, what do you want to talk? Uh, you want to go offense now, or let's stay? let's let's go offense. Let's let's. I I think the offense. Let okay. We have okay, been okay. Hold on, I got to interrupt now. Oh okay. It. There there's a break in the game. And the answer is... He came up short. Erlacher had 125. He came up four short of breaking it. Oh, that is too bad. Listen, we love Brian Erlacher as Bear fans, but listen, your rookie year, if you just come up four tackles short of Brian Erlacher, you've done a damn fine job. And we're not not sitting here saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but we're just saying that that really stands out and that really sets a precedent of who you are as a player. I mean, guys, he didn't even come in halfway through training camp. No. He, listen, the first couple games, he wasn't playing most of those games. No, he was not. It, it was amazing. So, yeah. And Erlacher, by the way, was playing most of those games. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Raquan is a guy that we, you need to be paying attention to if you're a Bear fan. Well, I don't. I would disagree with that a little bit in the aspect. I think Bears fans are. I'm. I think what you meant to say is the nation, because I don't think he's getting. He doesn't get talked no, about a lot. No, at no, all. That's that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, he, Bears fans are talking I, though. We're Bears, talking. Yeah, we're talking about it, but nationally they're not. No. Listen, did he get passed up in the Pro Bowl? Yes or no? Yeah, he did. Did he get passed up as an alternate? Yes or no? Yes, he did. All right. And he was peeved. Yes. He was not happy with that at all. So. Man, we, he laid a hit on Stefan Diggs today over the middle. Oh, that was a thing of Man. beauty, wasn't it? Yeah. So, defense. Um, let's move on to the end of the game because we were up by 14 points. Uh, they, they pulled Mack at first. They, they pulled Hicks. They kind of they kept Floyd in for like a play or two. And then everyone came out. Yeah. And, then, you know, McManus stayed in. Now, I wanted to ask you about this. Now, I noticed this during the game. I didn't say anything to you. I wanted to save it for this. Did you notice that McManus was in, and he McManus plays Callahan's spot? I noticed that. So do you think that they think, hey, Callahan's going to be fully healthy for the playoffs, and that's why they kept him in? Or am I looking too much into that? No. I think you're on target 110%. So... so Hopefully, again, don't know much about Eddie Jackson. They're keeping this very close to their chest. We'll find out. Uh, hopefully, he plays. He's a huge playmaker. Oh He's a difference goodness. maker. Oh, my goodness. I, I but, want um, Eddie Jackson to be in there so bad against the Eagles that I I, I can feel it. Yeah. So, um, let's go to anything else on the second string. No, I, I, I think that's good. Second string came in, and, and they played lights out. They shut him down. They got a sack. Um, and we just we, we did great. Um, before we talk about the offense, I want to talk real quick about Matt Nagy before I forget. Um, it was mentioned during the broadcast that Matt Nagy wrote himself a note and put it on his play-calling chart, and it says, Be Yourself. And we have been hitting on that. A lot yeah. in the past few yes, weeks. Yes, we have. Saying that he's kind of getting away. What is he doing? Where is he going? Yeah, he's getting a little cute here, a little like, cute there. Yeah, so that's so. with that being said, I think he picked up on that. I, well, is cute the answer? I thought it was more conservative. Yeah, maybe, maybe not so much cute. 
his play calling did get somewhat conservative. We were critical of it um, because we thought that this was not the time to get conservative. But I tell you what. He played a hell. He called a hell of a game yeah, today. Yeah. If I was single, I would ask him to marry me. <laughs> right. Well, and let's talk about now. Let's go to the offense because this feeds right into what we were talking about. He finally, a light bulb has clicked in Matt Nagy's head, and we are going to be a beast on offense. I feel oh, like. Oh my goodness! It finally clicked. We have been yelling into these hey, microphones. You know for what? Sixteen weeks now. You know what? You can run Howard off the tackles. Well, not just off the tackles. They've been doing that. What he's referring to is they were running him off tackles while Trubisky was under center. Exactly. No shotgun. Well, he had the one t- the touchdown he had went for shot uh, was on shotgun, but mostly it was not, and he was running the ball great. He broke off. This is going to f- be crazy for Bears fans, but a uh, Bears season-long 42 yards today. With Trubisky under center taking the snap, direct yep. snap under center, hands it off, and bye-bye, Jordan. That was amazing. I, I'm telling you, every single Bear fan that was watching the game spilt their popcorn and their beer at the same time when he took off. That's a weird combo. Popcorn and beer? Really? I mean, like, I guess... Really? If, I guess if someone's eating... How about, how about deep dish pizza But what beer? if... Well, that see, that's a great combo, but popcorn and beer? Like, what if someone... Like, I'm now I want to make sure, like, two different people, maybe one person's eating popcorn, the other person's drinking beer? That's that's exactly what I mean. Do you... Good, because I thought you meant someone was eating popcorn and drinking beer, and that's kind of disgusting. Yeah, that is a little bit disgusting. Like, I think let the me other guy the, was drinking beer and eating deep dish pizza. Okay, <laughs> I just pictured a guy going, let me wash these kernels out. And I was like, yeah, kind of grossed oh, out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please move on. <laughs> and so Howard killed it today. Listen, we're getting the, we got Howard the ball 21 times. He had 109 yards. He, this dude averaged 5.2 a carry. This is what we've been talking about all year. We when have. He, when he runs, when Trubisky's under center and it's a direct snap, it gives Howard is a freight train. Give him a couple steps to go forward and get that ball. I hope all of you know what this means for the playoffs. If we have figured this out, and I think we have, for the playoffs, this means that we have an added weapon. We do. Well, a weapon that's always been there. We just need to dust them off a little bit. That is correct. But um, we're going into to the game not expecting that that was a pleasant surprise we got but i also want to talk about soul man oh. this guy's been coming up big for <laughs> yeah. us he yeah. uh he is now a the, one of the biggest fullbacks in the nfl i have always wondered this since the fridge we did it with akeem hicks now we haven't handed off to soul but he did catch i always want to say Soul well but his name's soul it's because you come from the Star Wars era. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But with him, we we did we called Santa Slay. We went yep. over that. He yep. caught caught that ball. But this whole game, he was lining up half the time as a fullback, just laying blocks for Howard, and it worked beautifully. Oh, it it was a thing of absolute beauty. No one wants to see a three hundred and fifty pound man coming downhill. Oh, are you kidding me? They they want to go. I'm sorry, sir. Would you like this lane? Yeah, I mean, it was impressive to watch. Um, I I want to talk, okay, like, Cohen had an okay game. He was pretty quiet. It seems if one goes on, the other goes off, which to me is fine. Because if one's working, why, why try to get the other one well, involved? Yeah. It's no offense to that player, but maybe what I was thinking, what I would like to see, and I want your opinion on this, Maybe start doing a little more slot with Cohen. Yeah, I think so. Because now I'm going to talk about this, and the reason I say that, we took some injuries today. We did. We took a few injuries. We we rested Allen Robinson. We I, did. I'm pretty sure he's not as hurt. He's just a little dinged up. But, man, Anthony Miller, he uh, he dislocated I, his shoulder earlier in the season, and he walked off yeah. in what appeared yeah. to be a lot of pain. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, you could tell... His shoulder's hurting him. There's no doubt about it. This is not an ACL. It's not an MCL. It's a definite shoulder injury. We won't find out till later 
what exactly the extent of that injury is. But listen, the other thing we need to make sure we talk about is um, there were a few calls on the offensive side in terms of the referees that we'll we get to that. need to discuss. We'll, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, so Trubisky though, let's hit on him. He didn't have the best day, but he didn't have a bad day. No, no. I mean, weapons were depleted. Uh, there was a rare Kevin White sighting today. Wait, wait. Did you say Kevin White? Yeah. I want to talk about Kevin for a little bit. I thought he played okay. He did drop a ball. He should have caught. But he also caught a critical 22-yard catch that got us into... A prime position. He did, and this is going to feed into where we're going with this. Um, The the play call where it was third down and we set up a screen and we get the screen with Cohen, and then the ball has to come all the way back because they called a holding call because they said White was holding Rhodes. If you look at it, White starts blocking him. Rose grabs Grabs him by the middle of his shirt and pulls him to the ground. Listen, and afterwards, it was quite clear. Even, you know, Tyler and I are not fans of Joe Buck. We'll just say that right now. No, we'll talk about him later. But even Joe Buck noticed it. That's not true. Troy Aikman noticed it. Joe just sat there. Oh, Like, seriously. I was trying to give Joe Buck some credit. No, there's no credit needed. Even Joe Buck doesn't get a little bit of credit. Nope. Because he's so bad. All right, moving on. (laughs) Well, that that was your cue. You were still going. Uh, Yeah. Okay, here's here's the thing. We had some calls that were absolutely terrible for the referees. Well, let's talk about the other one on Kevin White, and then we'll jump to the other ones. All right. At the end of the game, I guess the refs decided to also pack it out? Yeah, I think so. I think they thought pretty much the NFC was wrapped up, so they don't need to look anymore. So what we're talking about is that I thought you would elaborate on is that Kevin White took a shot downfield. He ran a fly route. And he just took off. And then, the, I don't know who it was. Do you remember the, the Viking? I don't remember who that was. He no. grabs him by both shoulders and pushes him out of bounds as the ball's in the air. White looks to the official for a flag, and the official's like, game's already over, man. Yeah, yeah. And they don't throw any flag. It, it's quite clear that we're done with this game. We're no longer officiating. And any fouls that may occur, we are going to look the other way. Exactly. So with with all this being said, um, let's go back to White for a little bit here. We kind of saw a glimpse today on why he's not a part of the team. Yeah. Here's the deal with White. He had a fantastic 22-yard catch, and I'm going to give it to him because that ball was put perfectly right there, and he made a great catch. But here's the problem with White. Gang... He doesn't really know where he should be positioned in terms of the offensive line. But this also falls back on Ryan Pace because this was all said part of the draft. Two big things, his two biggest concerns. One, he is not good with play calling and memorizing the routes that go with that play calling. Routes? You say there's routes to run? I am saying there's routes to run. And so on top of that, he also injury prone and he's proven both these things yeah it it was pretty pathetic put it this way when josh bellamy is making sure that you line up appropriately you are in trouble my man well i I know you're knocking bellamy because he's not the best receiver but he's always lined up right i mean this is fundamental stuff that you don't see from a number one round draft pick Bellamy, who knows where what round or where he came from, but you see that with every other person. And that like even if they come from the practice squad, hell, even if you're watching preseason and it's game four, it's, people are lining up well, right. Exactly. And that's what I'm getting at. If for those who did not see this game, White goes up to the line and Bellamy is pointing at him and yelling at him. You are lined up incorrectly. Well, twice. He had to tell yes. him where to go and then he had to say, "Hey, you 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 need to cover so, up the you need to cover up the tackle." Yeah. And he's like and and the whole time 
Trubisky's looking over there, waiting for Bellamy to do to to correct Kevin White, and then I mean, you could just tell Trubisky looked back and to hike the ball and was like, Whew, "Okay, man, I don't think I'm throwing to him because I don't think yeah, he knows where yeah. he's even at." Listen, there 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 is not one of us that doesn't believe that Kevin White does not have athletic ability. He absolutely has blistering speed. There is no doubt about it. But the problem was stated so clearly, if you watch the game tonight, that he just doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know where to line up, Uh, and he doesn't know how to line up. But with all that being said, man, how big did Weems come up today? Oh, my goodness. came out of nowhere. Everything that – every pass that guy was catching – or every pass that was being attempted to him, he was catching. He was. He he had sticky fingers, and that's a good thing in the NFL. Yeah. Because every single time they threw it to him, he was in the exact right play at the exact right time, and he kept, most importantly, Bears fans, he kept our drives alive. He did, and I was going to say, he only had four catches for 32 yards. He averaged eight yards a catch. His long was 16. Like, he was there for the team. Yeah. Talk about a team player. He came in. He did the job. Listen, we all want to see Anthony Miller back. There's no doubt about it. Anthony Miller's a special talent. Anybody who's watched the Bears knows what a special talent he is. But when he went out, we were going, hey, maybe this is White's opportunity. But the guy who really stepped up was who? It was Weems. And listen, he not only did the reason he was in and Kevin White was in so much towards the end, and we didn't talk about that, Taylor Gabriel went down with an injury. And uh, I don't think it's as severe. I don't think it is. I I don't think it's that bad. I think it's more of a precaution. Because he played one series after halftime, and then he, he looked fine, and then they just kind of said, you know what, that's enough. The um, With Trubisky, man, um, I want to go back to him. Um, he made good throws today, but, man, there's just some of those throws. The one to Trey Burton, again, he is having hard times with that out route, and I don't understand why because it's there. And he's wide open when he throws. Like, like Trey Burton was wide open, and he missed, and I understand that. Um, but then, man, then this is the weirdest thing about Trubisky. Then he comes down and throws a beautiful bomb to Gabriel, and Gabriel lays out to get it. And, and it was weird because the way Gabriel jumped, if you didn't watch, he didn't lay out like I'm talking fully extended vertical. He kind of caught it while he was on his side in midair you're you're gonna have to watch it that's the best way i can explain it i think the only way to really explain it um is to um let you know that he caught it in the fetal syndrome fetal position it's (laughs) otherwise known as the fetal syndrome no 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 it is not that's 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 something all right entirely different all right i take that back yeah we're gonna gloss over that um but he, he – am I not right, though? He's so hot and cold like that. Oh, yeah. He, he very much is. Here's the thing. Um, Mitch did a fantastic job. And, yes, this is me talking because you know how hard I've been on Mitch. Um, <laughs> it's true. The fans know how hard I've been on Mitch. Listen, here's the deal. Mitch had a couple runs today that were outstanding. Correct. Yeah, he did. Correct. He, he did. But he had a couple passes today that were far less than outstanding. And here's the thing. The biggest question for Bears fans as we go into the playoffs with the Philadelphia Eagles, is Mitch Trubisky a positive or is he simply a neutral? Well, he's been... Uh, now, to credit to Mitch, he we had... When we were only up by seven and Cohen got the ball and got it in the end zone, 
We did a long, methodical, beautiful drive. I love I love that drive. Can I just say that I was in love with that drive? Yeah. I agree. I liked what we did though when we ran the ball and we weren't getting huge yardage. So it was taking us like this is the defense's worst nightmare. When an offense runs a ball and it takes like three yards here, three yards there, four yards, first down. You know, that that that's how we went throughout the whole thing. And we kept converting on third down. Our third down conversion rate was over 60% for the game against the NFL's so-called best at third down. Ooh, Mr. Kitzel, we are on target. Yeah, it was awesome. We drove the ball down. We chewed up, what was it, four minutes of the third and then all the way into the fourth, another three minutes? Oh, absolutely. Easily another three minutes. Could have been four minutes. And it was beautiful because with a defense like that, if, you know... If we can do this in the playoffs and we give that deep, I think the key is for our defense, as weird as this is going to sound, is for our offense to not go three and out. Oh, the more he is in it, the the more Trubisky can manage, not not just manage because he finished. See, I don't want to say manage because I've been hard on him, too. This week he came through. He made big throws when he had to. And the throws he was making, he did take some shots. Not all of them completed, but I liked where the ball was. Uh, Kevin White should have caught that one. I, I just here's here's the deal. He did what you and I wanted him to do all year, and that is to have a long, sustained drive in which he consistently kept the defense on the field, and he did that. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was awesome. It was. It, I don't know any other words to say. Um, you know, I, I want to talk to you now about we've hit on wide receivers. We've done all that. We've done running backs, but we need to talk about uh, the, the men that make this offense what it is. And that's the offensive line. And surprise, oh. surprise, Kyle Long back in the lineup. Yes. And Kyle played fantastic tonight. I did not know he was that healthy. I did not either. I was thinking that we activated him for the playoffs. Did you not? I I did too, but even then I was like, is he like the backup to the backup? Like, is he? No, you know that's what I know. That I I found that out today. I know. Well, you and I saw a little thing on was it Twitter or Facebook that he was in there, and we're like, seriously? No, it was an ESPN notification. Okay, all right, close enough. ESPN, (laughs) Twitter, Facebook—they're all the same to me. Hey, listen, the the key thing though, was that he literally came in and he did a fantastic job. And we didn't play him long, which is good. I think no. we were just trying to get him no. some game time reps, see how he went. And I mean, so the question, well, I want to talk about real quick. I'm going to talk about the luxury. You know what luxury it is to have a starting guard out and not really even be affected by it. That offensive line is clicking so well, and I think a big contributor, and I'm I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think Cody Whitehair is the new Olin Krutz for us. Yeah. No, I I couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, now think, with Kyle Long in there, that meant Daniels got a hell of a rest, right? No, Daniels played. Oh. Daniels was on the other side. Oh, okay. They so were who, alternating between. So uh, who was out then? Soul and Kush kept coming in, and then Wimes. Why? Oh man, I can't pronounce his name. I don't know, but some some with the W. They were they were rotating a lot through that. Okay, all right. Because when make when sure. when Soul had to come back to be the fullback, they would put that other guy in. Oh, that's right. So there was a quiet rotation because we were in the playoffs and we knew what was coming up. But uh, you know. Just outstanding offensive line play. Uh, yeah. Bobby Massey, great. Daniel, Josh Daniels, great. Cody Whitehair, great. I mean, it just go. Can, the list goes yeah, on. All yeah. of them. It, the it people does. that I've missed. I mean, it's listen, just listen. It, it was it was great. But can I just say one thing? Yeah. I am so concerned about our kicker that I cannot tell you. Yeah. How no. concerned I am. 
Are you are you that concerned? Yeah, we've talked about this already. I said he should be off the team, but you know you can't. Who are you gonna grab now? I mean, listen. At the start of the game, Tyler, I was joking about how many times is his ball gonna hit the post? Yeah, I was joking. No, well, you were half-heartedly joking. There was a part of you, I think, that was like, I think I'm saying a factual thing here. Yeah. Because well, he did. Okay, let me let me get it straight to all of you who are listening and to Tyler. I love Robbie Gold. I have a man crush on Robbie. But Robbie's I'm... gone. You got to move on. No, no, I do not have to move on. <laughs> yes, I do. do not have to move on at all. I am still in love with Robbie. Okay, but we're talking about Cody Parkey here. Yeah, he sucks. He missed a field goal. He sucks. He missed an extra point again. And on top of that, I mean, he did make a 46-yarder, but it wasn't too much pressure on. And he sucks. Okay, but before we talk about, keep talking about Cody Parkey, um... You didn't give me a chance. I want to go back to when we scored with Cohen. When we scored with him, we called a weird two-point conversion. Yeah, what was up with that? Uh, he likes to feature the... I, I think he likes to reward the defense by putting him in on two-point conversions. And you know what? People are going to have to start taking notice because Ripkowski came... Not Ripkowski. Number 44. No, it's... uh. Was he not Kis- number forty-four? Yeah, it's something. Kis- it's something. Kowski. Kiskowski. Kiskowski. Yeah. I just say we'll forty-four. Number forty-four. He's our secondary linebacker. He comes in and he lines up as a tight end. And Trubisky th- and he was kind of covered. Yeah, it not wasn't a wide open. Covered. It wasn't like so. No, he was he was covered white on rice. Yeah, and and he jumped up there and got that ball, and that was an amazing play. Yeah, he jumped up, he pulled it down, he got it, two points, and then we went up by two touchdowns. Yeah. So um, I liked the play calling, and I liked everything on there. Uh, you know, we've already hit on Cody Parkey. We can't dwell on Cody Parkey. We just hope that the game won't rely on Cody Parkey. Oh, please, and Lord, I, please, Lord. But please, I think, Lord. I think that's, Don't let the game rely on Cody Parkey. Don't let the game rely on Cody Parkey. I, I know, but I think what needs to happen is Nagy needs to understand that Cody Parkey is that bad so that we can actually score the ball when we need to. And what I'm trying to say is if it's like fourth and one or fourth and two, you're going to have to think about going for it, depending on how far out you are now. and, And for me, I don't know about for you, but for range wise, I'm thinking shit. If you're between 35 yards and out, Parkey's going to have a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Parkey is not reliable. And therefore, when we get into the playoffs, we cannot look at to him and say, all right, if we get close, he's he's our man. In fact, we have to take a totally different perspective. And Ty, I don't know what you think, but I, I don't think in the playoffs we can rely on him a bit. No, I don't either. And I think, like I said, that needs to be taken into accountability by our coaches. It can't be just us fans. No. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, overall, I think... Uh, Fantastic win. Just, you know, and it, we said this at the top, man. It's refreshing to see a coach go, hey, I've never been in this situation before, but he kept the starters out. And, you know, people can say whatever. Oh, you're fortunate. You're this. And, oh, look how many times you've dominated the Vikings now. They've only scored 10 points in each outing, 20 combined. Well, yeah, but you still don't want to see a team a third time. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of motivation if the Vikings would have gone in. There's a lot of motivation for those Vikings to come to Soldier Field and try to make a statement. Absolutely. Listen, every single Bear fan is with me right now and saying that there's not one Bear fan out there that wanted to see a school brother come to Soldier Field. No, and uh, but let's let's dive into it. Um, who is coming to Soldier Field or the defending champs? Yes. So mm-hmm. that's official. Uh, now, 
Carson Wentz is done for the year. Nick Folds did suffer an injury. Now, they said it was ribs. He landed on the ball. I don't know how... I don't know how banged up he is. No. And and we've certainly seen players that have been quarterbacks that have gone into the playoffs with protective gear around their rib Yeah, cage. he'll probably have that big old pad around his ribs. Abs- absolutely. I and bet he plays. He, he did not yeah. seem to be too, too shook up. I guess the question is, do you believe? No, well... I believe he'll play, and I believe that doesn't matter the padding that he's going to have on. He better watch out because we're coming. Yeah. Now listen, I know, I know that the, the every and I I'm not trying to be too cocky. I am a little nervous that the Eagles they're on a run right now, and there's no doubt about that. And they have very talented players on offense. How how beautiful is it that Alshon Jeffrey comes to Soldier Field? I well, I don't listen. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know how. I don't know if that's that beautiful, because I was just going to talk to you about that. With their strengths, I think we have to be aware of Zach Ertz on, oh, absolutely. on linebackers, and hopefully the linebackers can keep up. But, 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 with that being said, that's not the one that scares me. There's two people. Now, our buddy, our friend, uh, Dustin, is a huge Cowboys fan, so he's seen a lot of Nick Foles. And two weeks ago, he told us, he goes, oh, watch Nick Foles. He's going to love Aguilar. It's 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 the Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar show, and it really is. He he called that spot on. He did. He did. Dustin, I gotta say, you hit that like just straight as an arrow. But here's the thing. They're coming into Soldier Field. It's a hostile environment. Well, it is now. Nagy and props to Nagy. He has turned this we are that yeah. that place is gonna be rocking. It is gonna be rocking. We haven't been there in eight years no. in the playoffs. And listen, our fans are gonna be I mean, this place is going to be so absolutely unbelievable in terms of the shouting, the noise, etc., that I think we absolutely have an edge in terms of the Eagles coming in. Here's my concern about the Eagles, okay? My concern about the Eagles is they're a hot team coming in. That is my total concern. Anytime you have a hot team coming in, you ought to be concerned about them. But, and this is the big but, we don't know who the quarterback is. It, it probably will be Foles. He'll probably be wearing some type Let's of Let's just say protection. it's going to be Foles. Let's just, okay. Let's say it's going to be him. All right? Does this secondary with the Eagles scare you, Tyler? No, it doesn't. Um, and I think we can exploit them really well. It's Okay, this is like a double-sided coin, okay? So... Doug Peterson came, and they, him and Nagy know each other, and they're we're squaring up, okay? Nagy has... Uh, d- d- here's the edge. Peterson has the edge on experience. Nagy does not, okay? Nagy's this is his first time as a head coach in the playoffs. Last time they were in the playoffs, they lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost in the wild card, okay? It's a double-edged sword because they both run sort of similar offenses. I think Nagy's is like creative but Doug's is very creative too it's what's hot in the league right now I think we have a better defense so I want to say it gives us the edge because we practice against it okay but does it concern you a little bit that they might know what we're doing also well it does a little bit but here's the deal look at the running backs if you look at who ran the ball today with the Eagles it was Smallwood right yeah, and sometimes Josh Allen. Yeah, sometimes. But one of the things that we have been particularly good about is stopping the rush. As in the example given today in terms of stopping one of the best running backs in the NFL. Listen, Cooks is no wimpy guy. He has laid it. Cooks. What? Who? Isn't the running back? Dalvin Cooks? For Minnesota? Yes. Oh, you went back to Minnesota? Yeah, I went back to Minnesota. Hey, you lost me there for a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dalvin Cooks is no wimpy running back. He's a talented running back. And he got how many yards with us today? He got 60. Well, it wasn't all him. But he he didn't get over 60. Yeah. Between him and, and, and Murray, right? 
They were about 68, 70 yards. He only got 39 yards. He didn't yeah. even hit 40. Yeah. Murray I, had 18 on two carries. Yeah. All so, the, you know. Yeah. Cousins so, had seven. Thielen right, had negative right. one. So I, I've, I really believe we can stop the Eagles run. And so the issue is, can we keep Alshon and Aguilar in check? I think we need to work on our uh, our uh, jump balls because Alshon's big. Yeah. And uh, Fuller's probably going to be on him. They know each other well. Fuller's not as big as Alshon. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if he's going to come back to bite us in the butt or not. I think our strength and the key to winning this game, and it, I know it sounds obvious, but it's just the truth. We have to hit the quarterback, and we have to get to yeah. the quarterback. If we I, do not do this, we might be paying a steep price. I, I couldn't agree more. Here's the deal. I think Alshon is going to have a supersized chip on his shoulder. Okay, He's coming into a team that he was the number two wide receiver. Right? Mm-hmm. And he wants something to prove. Absolutely, positively wants to come into Chicago and prove that he is the guy. And you yeah, know what? I mean, We're going to have to shut yeah. him down. And I think the challenge will be is if we shut him down, can we stay on Aguilar because he is the number two guy? Listen, Ertz, the entire year, Ertz, was like their number one wide receiver. He's a tight end, but he's a number he's, one wide he's receiver. A, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's pretty Come much on. a receiver. Come on, listen. Yeah. He really is. I mean, if you look at him, he is a wide receiver. Yes, he's got a tight end designation. So the question becomes, how do we stay on Aguilar, and how do we guard Ertz? Really? Yeah, Um. I think with that, the, the best way to... Well, Prince of Mucamara is going to be on... On on him, and then on top of that, or he's gonna be Prince of Mugamara is gonna be on Aguilar, and then pro- most likely Will Fuller is going to be on Alshon. But I think what really needs to happen is that Eddie Jackson somehow. God, God, I hope he comes back because oh, I do too. He can. We jump, need him. Yeah, he can jump routes and Reen. Uh, linebackers are gonna be key too. But again, that all falls apart if we can rush the the passer. Now, we're gonna need. <laughs> I, I know this is a cliche, but you know Mac's been good for us all year, but he needs to shine. He needs to shine tomorrow, or tomorrow. God, I'm so excited. I'm already thinking the games tomorrow. <laughs> he needs to shine next week for us. I mean, that's that that's that's all there is to it. So, with that being said, like. That's where I was going to say the cliche. You pay him the big money, he needs to have the big game. Um, But we have so many other players, too. So as long as they get to the pass rush, we'll be all right. I think that's the key to that. And uh, offensively, if uh, Trubisky can play well, I know that their secondary is hurt, man. They're beat up, but hopefully we see who we have back. I'm sure Robinson will be back. I'm sure on top of Robinson being back, I'm sure, uh, you know, Taylor Gabriel's going to be back. Not so sure about Anthony Miller. Yeah, I, I, I'm really concerned about Anthony Miller. But I, feel, I also feel, though, our system is so good that we can yeah. make things work. I agree. I think maybe you teach Cohen some routes and, you you, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I think that could be key to get yeah. Cohen matched up with I, their linebackers. I, I agree. I I would like to see Cohen put in the slot. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm moving around, but I want Howard on the field too. Yeah. So that the, if that linebacker goes with him to the slot, that where that that's where that RPO is going to come exactly. in handy. Exactly. Also, hidden factor I do believe in this game might be Mitch Trubisky's legs. Yeah. It I, really might. He might just start taking off and going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. They're going to have a lot of guys on defense to take a look at. Their defensive safeties and corners are already depleted. So how how much, what kind of faith do you have that they're going to put a spy on Trubisky? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I I, I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, See, I, I, I I think he's going to be open. You do? Yeah. You think I don't, so? I I, I think. I think the Philadelphia defense is so depleted that they will not be able to put a spy on him like most teams 
and therefore he's going to be able to scramble. Okay, uh, real quick, and yep. we'll just talk about the uh, other side of the ball. Anyone scare you on their defense? Because there's one name that rings. Well, that it's the same a, name that I think you're thinking of. He's a sleeping giant. Yes, he is. And uh, we need to take care of him. I'm thinking of Fletcher Cox. Absolutely. He's he, a beast. He hasn't done too much this year, but, man, I'm telling you, you sleep on that guy, we're going to pay. No. White hair, long, they need to be aware and how good he is. And Listen, this this guy may not have had a Pro Bowl year, okay? But this guy is absolutely someone. But he's a former if, Pro Bowler. So well, of course he is. Yeah, but, no, I just wanted to yeah, make that clear. No, I, I, th- yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a given. He, Fletcher Cox is right up there with the best of them. Here's the deal. You can't forget where this man is on the field, right? No, right. no, you can't. And if you do, I, here's my thing. It's almost like an Aaron Donald situation for us who, and we'll talk that might, hopefully that's in a later episode. Cause we most likely, hopefully if we, if we beat them, we're going to play the Rams. So, you know, one game at a time, I know that's mostly reserved for the players, but right now as a fan who hasn't seen their team in the playoffs in eight years, I'm, I'm right there with the players. <laughs> so I think that's a big key matchup. Not too many other players scare me. They do have some playmakers. I think Chris Long still has some left in the tank. Yeah. They've, they Listen, they faced a lot of injuries, and they, this Eagles team skated in on on their teeth. But, man, you can't, you can't think like that. I mean, th- this is a playoff team, and they deserve to be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's – they deserve to be there, so absolutely they do. We'll 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 see what happens. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't come back and bite us in the ass that we got them in the playoffs. But you know what? If we would have lost, we would have got the Vikings in. So we were getting whoever we were getting someone in. Yeah, I listen. I, I I can't tell you as a Bears fan how much more I would rather play Philadelphia than to play the Vikings. Back to back. It's hard to play rivals. Let's just yes. say it how it is. Yeah, it's it hard is. to play rivals. It is. I mean, listen, people in the NFC North, they know each other. They play each other strong, regardless of the situation. And I would much rather play the Philadelphia Eagles than the the Vikings. Okay. Well, all right. That, that we ran a little long because we we were, were excited, man. Excited. So uh you got anything else you want to hit on? Or I, nope. I think that's good. And So uh, uh, just remember, as the bear season goes on, so does our podcasting ability. Absolutely. We, so the further we go until until our last game, and then we will officially do a uh, season-ending review and probably split that up into episodes and segments so that it's not all at once and we can focus on you know every position and everything like that. But hopefully that comes after the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Hopefully we our very last last podcast would be from the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, not from after. Well, yes. We don't, don't have that kind of I mean Listen, listen, they don't know shit. They don't know we're not at the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. So very theater of the mind. All right, with that being said, we'll see you next time. Uh, And guess what? We're in the playoffs. Go Bears!